What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Just Dondi Podcast. I am your host, Dondi. Tonight on the Just Dondi Podcast, we're going to be talking Philadelphia 76ers with my special guest, Jay Frager. We're going to break down all things Philadelphia 76ers tonight, so I hope you enjoy. On the back end of the podcast, we're going to cover All-Star Weekend. So, once again, enjoy the podcast tonight. Had a lot of fun chopping it up with Jay, and I think you'll enjoy this. So if you like the podcast, do me a favor, share it with a friend. Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling. Excited about the season. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been excited, uh, but I'm not going to lie. My excitement has, uh, it's it's been dimming here lately. So, you know, you you might have to talk me and some of the other people out there that are listening <laughs> off the ledge. Cause, uh, All right. No, I can do that. I can do that. Because I think I think a lot of Sixers fans have been jumping ship. I'm listening to the talk radio. I'm watching on TNT. Shaq is killing them. Uh, Charles Barkley said this is the softest team in the uh, NBA. He said this team reminds him of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he's, yeah. he's overdoing it. But, yeah, we can definitely get into all of that because that's just crazy. Yeah, man. Now, I, can talk, I can talk everybody off the ledge. I, I, I I could definitely do that because I know what's going on now. I seen the light. I seen the light the other day. I wish it was yesterday. Yeah, I seen the light yesterday. Well, hey, listen, we're live, brother. So, so you know, before yeah. we before we even go any further, uh, talk to fans off the ledge, Jay. How are we gonna get yeah. off the ledge? Because from where I'm standing, it don't look good. Well, well, first of all, we moved up a spot, so we're doing something right. We went from six to fifth, and then we have a whole team back now. And then we got two additions. So people have to understand with the whole Embiid thing, everybody's like, oh, trade him. He's the reason why we've been losing. He just came back from a surgically repaired hand. He's going to be slow. He's going to slow up a little bit. And he had two weeks off. I think now he's getting back to a groove. And then now we have Josh Richardson back. So I think the team now is starting to get into a flow. The last two games we played well. And we look way better than we did before, you know, before those two games. And I like Glenn Robinson. You know, when Alex Burke is here, too, so we're going we gonna to be well off, and I think we're going to um, definitely start improving. You're going to start seeing us take a surge now. You okay. Know, see it happening. All right, boy. Now, before, I, I'm not going to dampen your optimism, but let's talk about, first of all, the addition of Alec Burke and Glenn Robinson III. Uh, my issue with yeah. the trade is I don't have any issue, but the only thing I'm concerned about is how is how is Brett Brown going to use these guys? Now I looked in, I looked, I read today yeah. in the Inquirer article uh, by Keith Pompey that uh, Brett was going over their rotation. So, are you confident that Brett is going to use these guys? Well, I think it's going to be depending on how they play. So, for instance, I feel like Glenn Robinson is going to be a definite addition. He's going to take Ennis's spot where Ennis Ennis used to play a certain amount of minutes, about fifteen to twenty minutes. I think that's going to be Glenn Robinson's spot now. I think Alec Burke is going to slowly take Shake Milton's spot. I don't think Shake Milton is ready for big time right now. I don't think he's ready yet. So I think Alec Burke, I think what's going to happen is he's going to go with a 10-man rotation and it's going to slowly peel back, depending on how everybody plays. And I'm going to lean right now toward Alec Burke, Glenn Robinson, Furcon off the bench, and that's pretty much going to be it. You know, I, I I think, you know, oh, Mike Scott, I think it's his spot's going to be, like, at risk. I think he's not going to play that much anymore. So, it's going to be a competition right now. 
So, so where do you see uh, Mike Scott then, or, or who do you see taking Mike Scott's minutes? You see Glenn Robinson taking his minutes? I think Glenn Robinson taking Mike Scott's minutes and Ennis' minutes. So I think he's going to play a lot. So, well, Ennis ain't even Mike, here no more. Ennis is gone, so we can't, you know, but, that's, that's a no-brainer. Well, we know that. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, the minutes he had with Ennis, you know, Ennis' minutes is going to be Glenn Robinson, but also he's going to chop into Scott to Scott's minutes too. So now that you know, we don't have Ennis. He's going to be there. Um, and then Scott's minutes are going to diminish. So, Glenn Robinson is going to stay on the court. You know what I'm saying? So, he's going to stay on the court and play either the small forward, power forward. You know what I mean? He's going to be swapping out. So, so Scott's going to go down as well. Well, let me ask you this. And uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, but what, what, so what do we think about Alec Burke? Let's just look at Alec Burke by himself. Uh, well, to me, I think Alec Burke's going to take the place of of the Raul, Raul Neto or Raul Neto, however you say his name. No, I think Raul Neto. Well, I don't think so because Neto wasn't playing anyway. So I'm going with Shake Milton because you got to look at like yesterday, for instance. Now, now Neto didn't play either, and neither did uh, um, what was it, Neto and Burks. So now that Burks is going to be playing now. It's not going to be about Neto. It's Neto not play, wasn't playing anyway. I think it's going to be about Sid Milton. Because because remember, John Richardson is back now, too. So he's going to have to chop in in somebody's minutes. You can't play Sid Milton, Josh Richardson, and all these guards. You know, you're going to have to – he's going to have to cut in one of these guys' minutes. It's going to be Sid Milton. Somebody's going to have to sit now. Well, because you, well can't, you can't play Burks, Milton, and, and Rod Richardson. You can't do that. So somebody's minutes is going to get chopped, and I feel it's going to be Milton. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, and also, you're looking at it. Uh, my man uh, Burks is averaging uh, 16 points a game. Yeah. Uh, got a, a field goal percentage of 47 percent. Uh, shooting from the three, 37 percent. So, and obviously yeah. he's got more experience than Shake Milton. So I can see where you you know he yeah. also has the ability to get hot. So I can yeah. definitely see Brett Brown uh, hopefully using him. And hopefully I can see him playing him some lineups with uh, Ben Simmons and having Ben Simmons go off the ball and letting Alec Burke be the ball handler, letting uh, Ben be the screener. And hopefully they yeah. can get some pick and roll situations going on there too. Yeah, I, I don't understand why he didn't play him against, um, against the Bulls. I, was, I, I didn't even get that piece. Because I felt that was a, a perfect time to – Shuffle lineups and see, you know, what worked, and then put Burks in. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I think a lot of that was the fact that he didn't know his plays. I think that, but you know, he's, you know yeah, but I, maybe it's different because you know, Glenn Robinson isn't a guard per se. Glenn, you know, he knows just run off screens, get to the corner, catch and shoot, plus and use your athleticism. Yeah, I mean, I thought we were going to see Alec Burke last night too. I'm not going to lie. So Alex Burke, rather, I thought we were going to see him play last night too. The only thing about the trade that I've said that concerns me is Brett Brown. I, I'm not a fan of Brett yeah. Brown's rotations. I never had been. Yeah, and, um, you know, so um, I know you're a big Brett Brown guy, but um, yeah, right. No, I'm not. I don't like him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I'm mad he's still here. So uh, uh-uh. I well, really, I'm really against him, and I, I agree. But I just think that with this with this team, it should be pretty much easy. You know, whoever plays well. You know, play them. You know what I'm saying. And and, and whoever doesn't play, well, got to sit the bench. Before, 
you know, we really didn't have a choice, you know, um, and I think it would have made a difference anyway. I think we could have played a little bit better, but, like, it was between, like, Neto and Burke, for instance, when we had Trey Burke. I'd rather him play Trey Burke, but we was getting blown out by 30. So it didn't really matter too much, you know what I mean, at that particular point. So I feel now it's like a no-brainer. I feel like if they play the best, you need to play the best players. And I think he'll do that because it's so, it's so glaring. It's going to be like right in front of his face. If he messed this up, then he's I, – I just – I have no faith in him at all. I'm going to just like really lose my patience. Well, I, but, I think that uh, the next guy we're going to talk about here then uh, and, the other, and the second guy in the trade, uh, Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks acquired for three second-round picks from the Golden State Warriors. So we talked a little bit about uh, Alex Burks. Uh, it looks like he's going to be that ball handler. Uh, it looks like he's going to be the guy to come in there and, and spell Ben or play with Ben and possibly play that role that Shake, we've been seeing Shake Milton play. And even, I think, Josh Richardson to a point. Uh, not sure how his defense is, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, so let's talk about Glenn Robinson the third here. Uh, small forward and shooting guard, uh, 6'6". Uh, what what do you see from him, and what do you how do you see him uh, fitting in with the team? Oh, he's going to fit in well. I like the way that, you know, when he plays, how he runs um, how he runs well without the ball. Like, it's constant movement with him, which I love, because now that, you know, we have Ben Simmons with him, it's going to help his game tremendously. Because, you know, Ben Simmons always finds open man. Glenn Robinson moves about the force athletic. And he can score. I think he's a, a, a different player than, like, Ennis was. So he brings a different level of energy. And he's I think he works perfect with Ben Simmons. It's going to be a good fit. I really like it. So what would you think about this? How about, how about we put him in the starting lineup at three, put Tobias at the four, and put Al on the bench and let him come off and sub for, uh, um, excuse me, uh, Joel, what do you think about that? Are you opposed? Uh, to, are you opposed to that? I'm kind of opposed to it. Uh, I, oh, I you gotta let me know, know why. Come on, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's. A, I think it, it, it loses our firepower and our energy off the bench. You know, because then you're gonna play what Al Al. Um, you're gonna play Al Horford with Mike Scott. We gotta have a too slow lineup, and nobody can really score. Like, it create their own shot. You know, Furcon is playing well. At the same time, he's more of a shooter than a creator. So I need somebody off the bench that can create their own offense, move it off the ball. I'd rather Glenn off the bench because he could be that spark in that instant offense. We don't have off the bench. We're not going to have that spark plug. So, so that's the reason why I don't want to do that. I don't like. I don't like Al Horford in with Mike Scott. I don't. I just don't like that whole lineup at this. You know, that second strength. I don't want them in together. It's too slow. Well, you got to tell me how then, and this kind of goes into my next point, how do we fit in Al Horford? Because it's obvious that Al, yeah. Horford, Al Horford doesn't play with Joel Embiid, man. They don't look good together. Well, and, and I, Listen, the reason that I think they don't look good together is because you're basically playing with three guys, and I'm including Ben in this too because, you know, we know what Ben is issue. He don't want to shoot the ball. So yeah. you got Ben, you got Al Horford, and you got Joel Embiid all yeah. playing in the paint. Now, and then you're asking well, Al Horford, you're asking Al Horford to be something he never was. He never was a stretch four. That's not what he does, man. He's yeah, guy, he plays in the post. He don't play out on the. He don't play on the perimeter. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. And that's and that, a lot of that has to do with Ben Simmons. I feel like Ben Simmons is really, you know, hurting all the people's games. 
But listen, and, are we gonna are we gonna like tell like to me then that means how somebody gotta come off the bench and you know it's not gonna be Ben or Joe, so that means it's gotta be Al. But wh- wh- why do we have to? Why does Al have to come off the bench? Because to me, well, how, how, like, how is it gonna fit then? He can fit fine. He's had, he's, in a, he's in a bad funk, and Joel Embiid is gonna do him anyway. I don't think Jay and Jay, Jay, Jay. He hasn't fit all year, bro. It's been terrible. The fit has been bad all year. Yeah, no. Al Hawford is a, he's he's good for the playoffs. He's not a good regular season player. And then not only that, I feel like he's still trying to find his way. He, he, I, I feel like we need to keep staying the way we are right now. And I just see here's another thing too. You realize that we haven't really played together. Everybody healthy. As one, we haven't really been seen that really. The last two games we had, we won. So we need when we have everybody together. Let's see how that works. Well, first of all, now you know as far as them winning these last two games, they beat who they beat Memphis and Chicago, two teams that ain't gonna make the playoffs, and they also played at home. Well, Memphis Memphis in the playoffs right now. Memphis has won like that sixteen out of nineteen. They've been winning actually, so that wasn't you know a, a. a win that you can just scoff over. And the thing about it is, I feel like with Josh Richardson in the lineup, he helps spacing, and I feel he helps everybody. I, I, I like if we had Josh Richardson, Al Horford, and B, Ben Simmons, and shooting and Josh Richardson. I, I like that one. I want to see. It. I want to see it with everybody. Now, if you take Josh Richardson out of the lineup, it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be clogged. It's gonna be no spacing. So it ain't gonna work out. Josh Richardson is the key piece, and Furkan's playing well. So I don't know. I, I I really feel like we should just stick with the star lineup we have, and and go with that. I just don't want to see Al Horford in it with the, their second string, and he have to create his own offense. I don't know. I just I I, I kind of have an issue with that. And then here's the thing too. Here's another you, thing. You have an issue with what? With him being in the lineup, the second string, trying to create his own offense. I Who? don't like that. Well, well, how would he? I'm trying to figure out if, how could he? He's not going to create his offense with the second unit. That's what you. That's what they brought in Alec Burke for. And then also when Ben goes to the bench, you have Josh Richardson that can help out there as well as be, uh, being the backup three. Excuse me, the backup point guard. So I don't. That's the thing. Too. I don't like Josh Richardson at the point guard. I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I'm not really fond of him at the point. We and everything slows down, and I, it's just a slow pace. The thing, okay, here's the thing too. With Josh Richardson in the lineup, in the starting lineup, and Al Horford, I just like them all together because Al Horford just has to stop, pop, playing the post, do his own thing. We create for him, and it'll be easier for him. But we've never seen that. We haven't really seen them all together. And when we're all together, we play well pretty much. I don't know. I I, I want to see. I'd, I'd have to. I would have to. I would have to take a look at the stats. I haven't seen those stats of what the team is like uh, as a, as a starting five together. But well, just look uh, at the last two, the last two games to kind of tell you a little bit when they all play together. It just looks better. I mean, we but it, and again we at home. That's so what I'm I saying. Now, they're at home. Thing. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like we play so much different at home than we do away. I don't, I don't understand that at all. It's well, just could, confusing to me. I think the reason that they don't play well on the road is because their defense hasn't traveled with them. Their defense has been terrible on the road. They didn't look good I don't against the Bucks. The difference, though. 
that everything should be the same. Why do you have a different intensity when you're on the road? I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense to me. I just don't get it. You know, and, and I, then I it's like. To, I try not to overreact to what that four game swing because I thought that that was a tough uh, matchup yeah. for the Sixers all four games. Uh, yes, it was. The Celtics yeah. were motivated because the Sixers had beat them every game they played this season. Uh, the Miami yeah. Heat game, obviously the Jimmy Butler factor, he's going to be motivated to beat them. And then even the Bucks, we embarrassed them on Christmas Day. So, obviously, they had something to prove as well. Well, uh, we was, we was, I, missing, play, we was I, missing players, too. We was missing a lot of players, too. So, that's another factor. We are playing good teams without, like, our, our main piece. John Richardson is a huge piece to this team. People don't understand. Like, he really – here's the thing, too, and I looked at the stats. This is what I looked at. Against Boston, do you realize when we beat them the last time? John Richardson had 29 points. He destroyed Boston. Like, they had no answer for him. Literally no answer for him. He took over. So, when you take him out of the lineup, that's a huge piece that you're taking out because the defense and offense, they really they, – that's one piece they can't really stop. He's been a problem for them all year. So, I look at that, too, and we was on the road, and like you said, it was just, you know, they was motivated, all kind of stuff. So, I like you said, that swing, I don't really take too – I don't look too much into that. So you know, I think we'll be fine now. So my, I, I'm not off the ledge yet. I'm I'm motivated and happy about the last two games. That really changed my perspective a little bit. Well, and I'll, then Furcon, I'll say, I'll say this, nothing. Just to jump in here right quick. I think the thing that the worst loss on that whole stretch was losing to the Hawks in Atlanta. Now, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I could I could justify losing to the Celtics, the Heat, and the Bucks. There's no there's no shame in losing to those yeah. teams in their place. But to lose to the Hawks, I don't care where you play the Hawks at. You ain't supposed yeah. to lose to the Hawks nowhere. Not in Atlanta, not in Philly, not 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 on the playground. Nowhere yeah. should you lose to the Atlanta Hawks. They only have one yeah. player. And yeah. why why Brett Brown wasn't throwing double teams and and making anybody else in the world beat you than Trey Young made no sense to me. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. You know, you know that they only have one guy. That's the thing about and I my understanding was uh that Brett was letting his assistant this year the brother that came over from the Spurs coached the uh, defense. He's he's supposed to be the defensive coordinator, but he really hasn't done a good job at all. Uh, at least on the road, mm-hmm. I'll just say that because the Sixers, uh, despite all that you know we've been saying tonight, at least I have anyway. Because I think from talking I'm, with you, I'm probably the more negative one, just because of what I've seen. But their uh, their their defense just hasn't been uh, hasn't traveled on the road at well at all. And that's evidenced by the fact that their away record right now is nine and nineteen. That's terrible. Yeah, just, exactly. that's a terrible. But then we converse that with the fact that they had the best home record. You know, one of the best, the best home. Yeah, the best home record. They had, they're twenty four and two. So yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, that's that's why that's why I just said that before. I don't understand how you play so much different on the road. It's just different. It's the same. I mean, the rules are the same. Everything is the same. So I don't get the energy is not there on the road. And that's why I hate the whole booing thing, too. Which you're going to get into later, I guess. But yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Killed me because we are horrible on the road. So you're going to make us give us a road atmosphere now? Hold on, on, brother. Hold on now. Don't jump ahead. Hold on, Rick. Let's let's finish out with Al Horford because um, I still feel like now I know that I know that you, you, you know, you are you seem like you're pretty set, uh, and you, you you made some good uh, points in terms of saying that you know we haven't seen this team. Yeah, we they haven't been healthy. I think 
We know that Joel Embiid obviously in this game because of his finger. Uh, we know that Josh Richardson has missed multiple games because of his bad yeah. hamstring. Yep. Ben Simmons has even missed games because of his shoulder earlier in the year. So there's some yeah. there's some validity to what you're saying there. Um, yeah. There's some there's some valid you made some valid points there. So and and then and then here's another piece too to it. Our defense is so strong with everybody, our starting five together. When we have our starting five, look at that defense. That wall that we build and that big, it's just our defense looks so good when we have Al Horford there and B and then Tobias with long, athletic, and it's just the defense factor. And then, you know, oh, you know, we forgot about Thibel. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, our defense is just so strong with that, with, with, that lineup that I want to see it see, more. And then I'm glad you brought him up because there's another option. Yeah, that's what you, we, we forgot we could, about we, him. Yeah, that's another, that's another We could potentially start about. we could potentially start Matisse Thibel with yeah. Dubai, with Tobias. Yeah. And Joel yeah. and Ben yeah. and Josh. And I think that probably gives us undoubtedly the most athletic defensive yeah. team in the yeah. league. I agree. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good point. Like I said, I didn't forgot all about him, but yeah, that I can I can deal with that because our defense would be so strong, and the way he could picks that, that picks people's pockets and he runs the floor well. Yeah, I, I I could go with that. I could go with that one because of our defense. Like I said, that's what our key that we have to like really lay our hat on is that whole defensive. You know, and, yeah, and, I, and we play well when he starts. Actually, like they told me they had a stat where you know when he starts or plays a lot of minutes or whatever, we play way better. We win. Yeah, absolutely. I've so, seen that set too. I don't have the exact set you're talking about, but I definitely have seen that. And and, he, yeah. and it also passes the eye test. You know, all we got to do is look. You can see that. But oh, what, yeah. in that scenario, then what we would have is you would have you could have Al as our six man, obviously spelling Embiid, Al yeah. Horford, Alec Burke, Glenn Robinson the third, Shake Milton. You know, that's a nice bench. And I didn't even mention yeah. the hottest sixer on the team right now, yeah, which Burkhan. is Burkan Korkmaz. Yeah, Burkan. Yeah, well, I think Shit Milton diminished is going to diminish. So I'm a, I'm more for the Furcon playing it. Yeah, Furcon, Glenn, like you said, Alec Burke, Al Hofer. So yeah, I can do that. Like if Thibault could go into and we could, you know, have that defense of intensity, I, I could deal with that start. That, that would probably be a good starting lineup. But I don't know if Brett Brown is going to want to start a rookie. I, th- I still think he's not. He's, he's from that, that whole. Um, Popovich point of like that Popovich school of you know what I'm saying and not starting rookies and making them work their way you know what I mean so I don't I don't think he'd do that but I I, I would be willing to see that that would be a good we should give that a shot I think that that would, that would really work out actually and and yeah you know, if nothing that. else just give it a couple of games let's see what happens also because Al Horford didn't even score a point last night yeah which yeah, I you did. know for a, a for the first time I believe they said in his career the man didn't score a bucket. That's that's yeah. impossible to me. I don't even know how that's I don't even know how that's possible, dude. I really don't. Yeah. And, and then and then what made it even sad, it's like it's the Bulls. It ain't even Toronto. You know what I mean? Because everybody bring that up too. You know, all oh, it against Toronto. They didn't double team him. This is the Bulls. They 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 shorthanded, they injury prone. That team was a bunch of like G League players. He should have scored against them. That should have been an easy at least double double thing. So yeah, I was pretty surprised at his performance yesterday. I don't know, maybe mentally he—I don't know—he probably well, wasn't there mentally. Well, let me run this by you. 
if you had to think of what the problem with Al Horford this year, I'm going to give you a couple options here. You tell me which one you think it is it's, uh, in terms of why it's not working. Do you think it's a matter of age? Do you think it's a matter of just him and Joel playing together? Or do you think that, uh, uh, excuse me, that Brett Brown just doesn't know what he's doing and don't know how to use him? <laughs> um, take, take one. Which is it? Uh, it, it could be fit. I, I think I'm thinking it's, I, I'm leaning more toward the fit with Ben Simmons and Embiid. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think he, and then remember, and I, you know, I, looked, I looked at the stat the other day. Not a stat, but I looked at, this is the first time we've ever played power forward. Never, I never knew that. I never knew that. So his whole career, he's never played power forward. So he's it's an adjustment for him. This is different. So I'm looking at the fit. He's not used to this. He's not used to playing with nobody like B. He's not used to playing with somebody like Ben Simmons who can't shoot. So this is like a different thing for him. So I think it's, it's fit. It's, he's not really understanding how to play with them two guys. He doesn't know what to do. Now he's shooting threes. He thinks he's a three-point shooter now. He's taking more threes than he's ever taken his whole career. You know, so it, that, it, that I'm, I'm conflicted with fit and the way Brown is using him. Because Brown told him he wants him to shoot more threes. Yeah, that's not what we need. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not what we need. So ridiculous. it's Brown ridiculous. and the fit piece. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, let's yeah. let's move yeah. off Al. I think we we kind of covered him. Yeah, he's beating that. He's be done beating that that point. Yeah, we we you know it is what it is. I think that uh, I'm hoping that maybe we can we can see more lines with Thibel and Tobias and and uh, in the front court. You know, with uh, with Joel, I think that's I think that's a better lineup for us going forward. But we'll see yeah. what, what Brett does here tomorrow against the Clippers. Yeah, it's okay. gonna be a big game. Absolutely, big game. So now we got Ben and Joel. You know, obviously, we got to talk about them. So, as much as we talk yeah. about the fit between Al Horford, the second thing that people talk about is Ben and Joel. Um, yeah. A lot of people say that, you know, these two can't fit together. But the only problem with that is, I, is that if these two couldn't fit together, then how come they've done so much winning since they, you know, since they've been playing together? Yeah. They both won fifty plus games. So, how is it that they don't fit together? I don't understand yeah. why people say that. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's what you it's, it's not, it's, what you put around not. them. It's not the issue. However, I think J.J. Reddick was a big part of helping, you know, Joel and B dominate because he provided that spacing because everybody had to play that jump shot with J.J. Reddick. So it was easier for B to really do his thing and get in the post and, and, and go crazy. Now people are playing zone against us and nobody can really make that shot like that. So it's easier for people to double him and then now he's in the space of Al Horford and Ben Simmons. So it's kind of like a, a clogged situation. But I still don't think that that's really going to stop us. I really feel like we can still do work. I, I really don't think that's the issue. I, I think that they can play together. I'm, I'm still confident that these two can do well again. Look at yesterday. Yesterday, B had 30, like almost 30. Ben Simmons had a triple-double. They look good. So I, I'm not with that either. But I can see where everybody's coming from. I see what they're seeing. I'm just not buying in yet because of what I've seen yesterday and a couple of other games. They can play together. I believe they can. People, well, people, people, people don't give stuff a chance. They just automatically just jump off the ledge off of one game or two games. You can't do that. It's an 82-game season. Well, I think there's some valid – you know, some valid – 
I'm getting tongue-tied here. I think you made some good points there. But, you know, also we had to understand that, you know, not just the fans, but a lot of experts predicted this team to go to the finals this year. So it wasn't like oh, it was yeah. just Homer fans saying this. I mean, a lot of a lot of people, people that get paid for their opinions, I, I can off the top well, of my head, I can think of Zach Lowe from the Low Post on ESPN. Yeah. Bill Simmons. Yeah. He didn't even have a Sixer fan. Bill Simmons is the ultimate hater. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a Boston fan. But the thing Barkley, is, Stephen A. Smith, Magic they, Johnson, all these but, guys, but, they all predicted the Sixers to go to the finals. So, but, but I'm going to say, look, go ahead. But look how fast they jumped off, though. That's my whole thing. People don't give stuff a chance. Now, all of them, now Buckley, the only thing was soft. Ben, ben and Joel can't play together. It's like, guys, they haven't even all thought. Our strong five has even played together. Can we get a chance to see how it looks with everybody together and then make these like accusations of they can't play together? Well, everybody think- now say that we can't do it now because, you know, we had a little bad stretch here and there. We never had our team really intact. Somebody was always hurt or out. So I, I'm not I, jumping up that bandwagon right now. I, I think the issue, though, is why people are are saying that this team is looking for, looking at another perhaps second-round exit is because all summer long, what did we see? We saw Ben Simmons shooting jumpers, dominating, and he pick up games against other pros. And he looked confident. He looked willing to shoot it. He was shooting from way out there. And then he gets into a game, and he's not taking one shot. And almost every – let's hold up. Almost every expert that I heard that, you know, I'm I'm talking about, like, you know, your Stephen A's, your your Barclays, those kind of – even Magic Johnson. All of these guys said, well, we're we're anticipating Ben taking the shot this year. And for some reason, he won't shoot the ball. Now, I don't think it's the fact that he can't shoot. I think it's the fact that he won't shoot. So I don't know what the issue with him is and why he won't shoot the ball. Yeah, but here's the thing, too, that everybody, you know, I think this is where the misplaced issue is. A lot of people are saying Ben Simmons is being held back by Embiid. And the reason why people are saying that is because remember that stretch when Embiid wasn't there and then Ben Simmons took over and he wasn't shooting jumpers. And he was killing, you know, but People was looking at that, but they taking that, they they going too far with it. So they look at it because remember, he had a stretch where he was unguardable and he wasn't shooting a jump shot at all. And we were winning some games. So I feel like the jump shot is just a small piece of everything. I, I don't think he really needs one right now. I, I, oh, I'm not. Oh, 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 Come on! I, I don't. Really, I'm not. I'm not. I, I. I think Ben Simmons is the beat. Still stay aggressive. I'm not like saying he, he got. I'm not saying that he has to be Glenn Rice, but he sure enough got to shoot the ball, dude. Okay. He has okay. To. Yeah, I, I, I agree. What I, I, I yeah, I say he should shoot. I get you, but I don't think he will. I just think it's a mental block. Something's wrong with him. You even said it one time. You said you think he has a mental dis- disability, and somebody said that. Maybe it was somebody else, but. Something is wrong in his head. He doesn't want to shoot. So we have to just just deal with that. And I've seen him dominate without shooting it. So I feel like he feels I don't need to. So I don't know what else to do. I don't think it's not he's going to shoot. So we have to just just forget about that whole analogy. He's not going to do it. So we have to deal with it. And I think we can still win. I think we can still win. 
I mean, if he, I, if he I, continue, I, know, I know what you're saying. I agree with you. He should shoot. I really believe he should. But I, I just don't see it. He, he, he's stubborn because he's got an ego. He's making all-star games, and he just doesn't feel he needs to. I think that's what his mindset is. Unless we lose. Now, if we lose, like, early in the first, second round, he might be like, you know what? I have to do something. Maybe I think I think it'll start setting in at that point. I don't see him. I don't see him shooting no time soon. I just don't see it happening. All right, all right. Well, I, I, I can't argue. I can't argue with you. So you know, the issue with Ben is obviously, obvious issue that him not shooting. Yeah, and then when a, we, a problem. And then when we look at Joel, the issue with him is literally his fitness. It seems yeah. again that Joel looks like he's not. I don't know what the issue is with Joel in terms of what's going on with this guy. He's, he, he doesn't look like he's in great shape. He doesn't look like he's very motivated. He doesn't look like – some nights he looks like he just don't care, man. I, I don't know what's going on with the dude. I mean, I think, I think he's way, way, way too sensitive to me. Uh, I think he's still missing Jimmy and JJ. And I think for a lot of the year that, that has, yeah. you know, affected his play. And, uh, and we know that because when they would interview him, he would bring the guys up. And it's like, no, yo, Joe, Joel, you got to move on, man. You yeah, but, play, you, play but, with you you but you know why he's saying that, though. The reason he's saying that is because they created space for him. They helped his game. So when they were in with him, it was easier for him to dominate because people had to pay attention to that jump shot. So he had all the space to do what he wants. Whereas, and then here's the thing, too. It gets, if I'm him, I'll be frustrated because the thing about it with Ben is, he knows that Jimmy's not there. He knows Jimmy's not there. He worked on your jump shot all summer. So you, why don't you sacrifice and just do it? Like, just shoot. Because it helped everybody's game so much. And it helped everybody. You know, now, you know, because look at, look at, Embiid's taking all these threes, too. Because he's trying to give space to Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is the only one not sacrificing. So I think Embiid's frustrated. Like, listen, I got to shoot threes because you don't want to shoot. I can't go in the paint and do my paint work because you don't want to shoot. And now that everybody's calling me soft because I'm shooting threes. I can't go in the paint because I'm in your way. Like, he wants Ben to shoot so he could get spacing. With J.J. Reddick, he had that spacing because you had to worry about J.J. Reddick. So I think J- I think Joel is just, is just frustrated, and I understand why. I would be too. Shoot. But, you know, but that's not going to happen. So we but at, but at the same time, Joel is the leader of the team. Yeah, he's a leader of the team, but you know where's the coaching at? Though? Oh, hold up, hold you up, know? hold up, hold up! I got it. We interrupt this. We interrupt this podcast for breaking news. I know. We, I seen it too. We we got it. We got it. We got it. Hold up! Hold up! Hold yeah. up! Hold on! I wish I had an alarm sound now. Here, y'all. I'm yeah, about I'm to hold up too. now. Hold up, Jay. Hold up, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hold on, people out here. Let me read this. Let me read this Instagram post from Jay. Yeah, Excuse I see me, it. I'm Joel Embiid has just posted on Instagram with a picture of his with, with the shutdown and a quote that says, "You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Hashtag the process. Now yeah. that isn't bad enough. Underneath, we have a comment from Jimmy Butler, which says, "I know a place where villains are welcome," and then yeah. he gives the emoji with the hands up. Joel Embiid replies, "Damn right, my brother." So it seems to me. That this guy's trying to push the move to Miami here. What's going on? That could be it. Are we looking into it more than it is? I'm looking at the same oh, thing. Oh, I'm looking at what he just wrote, bro. 
No, I, I, I look what he wrote too, but I don't think that he's saying he wants to go to Miami. I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't, I think that, I think that's not what he's saying. But you know, it, it looks like it, but I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think that's what he's saying. Like I, I, I think Embiid's just talking, you know, about being a villain. You know, I, I don't think he's saying going to Miami. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me repeat. Let me, re- let me read. Let me restate what I, what he just said. Jimmy Butler said, I know a place where villains are welcome. Joel Embiid yeah. replies, damn right, my brother. So what does that mean? Now, what's going on here with Embiid here? I, I don't, yeah. I'm going to tell you I, this. I don't, you don't want to get into a situation in Philadelphia where you're trying to be, you know, where he, I don't know what his, what his aim is here, but I think he's making a mistake here. That's my opinion. Who is he making a mistake, Embiid? He's making a mistake if he's trying to like get into some kind of verbal war or some kind of some kind of war with the fans. That's not that's not going to benefit him, man. It's not. I don't think it's nothing to do with the fans. I just think him and you know and him and Ball are really close. But I don't think that that's anything to say he wants to go to Miami and like that. I don't see. First of all, Miami has been at a bayou. It wouldn't make any sense. So he's not going there. It wouldn't make any sense for that team. So I don't think he's saying that. I, I don't think. I think people are reading into it. It looks like that's what he's saying. But knowing Joel Embiid, he wasn't going that route. He wasn't trying to say he wanted to go there. I don't I don't see it. I don't think that's what he was trying to say. I don't think that's what he means by that. But yeah, this is this this is pretty funny. I have to kind of really think about it and think where he was going or where he was going with this. But I don't think he's saying he wants to go to Miami. I think that's what Jimmy was saying. Jimmy said, I know a place where villains are welcome. I think that's what he's saying. I don't think that's what Jimmy, because there's other comments in between there, and we can't see them. Because remember, look at it. Look at look at the, the Instagram or the tweet, the Twitter post. There's more comments. You see what I'm saying? You see it where it says few periods re- replies. So Joel can be replying to something else. Well, I just seen here now. I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, the internet right now. It says on Sports Radio w- 94 WIP. There's a report. NBA teams talking about possibility of Embiid trade. Come on, man. This is crazy. It can't be a big trade. Trade deadline is over with. So what well, I guess about? they're talking about something in the offseason then. I don't know. This is No, that doesn't make any sense. First of all, if you look at – Joel is not saying anything about Miami. Look, if you look at the Twitter post, he says, "I Jimmy Butler said, I know where villains are welcome. And then he said, you're right, but there's comments and there's replies way before that. So I think um, Joel and B was replying to something else, not the whole I know a place where, where villains are welcome. He wasn't replying to that. There's 36, there's 36 replies before that. Well, let me just say this to you, Jay. And, and this, this, this is my opinion. If Ben or Joel, if they, finally, if they come to the conclusion that one of these guys goes, my point is there's a part of me, and I know this might sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm, and I can only go by what I see. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the games like everybody else out here. But when you watch Joel Embiid, that's not the same Joel Embiid that we saw and we've come to know and love. It's just not. You don't see the hustle. You don't see the the dominance that we're used to seeing. I'm not understanding why he's so enamored with playing with Jimmy Butler. You know, but then again, this is the new NBA. The new NBA says that we don't have to make this work where we're at. The new NBA says I can force my way and go wherever I want, a la LeBron, a la uh, uh, Kawhi and every other superstar, when they decide they want to go to a place, 
they just kind of make their current situation a living hell. Look at Anthony Davis last year in New Orleans. He did the same thing that Joel's doing. All I know is if the Sixers get rid of Joel and B, we better get at least 10 first-round picks back. They're not. That's not going to happen. I hope not, thing, but I'm, I'm and concerned. The thing, too, the thing, too, is before the season, before the season what people got to understand is, remember, and B said he wants to pace himself for the playoffs. Because remember, he was out of shape for the playoffs. Because we wore him. We, got, we, we wore the band out during the regular season. We wore him out, and he wasn't in shape or ready for the playoffs. He just he just wasn't. You know, so I feel like maybe he's pacing himself or he's trying to get used to this new team. It's a new team for him. This is something different for him where there's no spacing. He's getting doubled more. Al Horford's there in his way. It's different. So, I mean, and then he got injured a couple of times. Well, So, let's give him a chance. I think, he, I think he'll be fine. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. You, you, you're right when you say that he has a right to feel the way he does. But to me, that's not Ben Simmons' fault. It's not even Brett Brown's fault. To me, the man at fault for this is Elton Brand. Because Elton Brand, from what we know, is the GM of his team. And he's the one that, for some reason, decided that when he looked at what we lacked last year, he thought that uh, Al Horford was the one to make us push us over the line. I, I, I can't, for the life of me, understand why he thought that this guy was the piece. It just makes no sense to me. What did you see in Al Horford that made you think on a team that needs spacing that he's what we needed? I just don't understand that. Well, I think Because if you ask me, you know, just sign Kyle O'Quinn and and the kid Norvell Pell that you brought up from the 76ers, or excuse me, the 87ers, and let them guys be the backups to Joel. They would have been better than anything we had on the bench last year. Anything. So why in the world are you bringing in Al Horford and then on top of that giving him $110 million? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, but I think they was realizing that Embiid is going to be missing some games. So he's like a stopgap for when Embiid's out. You know, so I think in that aspect, he made some sense. And then you got to realize, too, Al Horford. You're, you're telling me you think that that was a good use of that $110 million? You don't honestly no, believe No, listen, that. listen. Here's another part of it, too, is the fact that Al Horford is a big playoff player. He's one of the players that comes up big in the playoffs. He's a huge piece for every team in the playoff star. So he is and then and then another thing is too on Boston. Well, I how you how, let me ask you this before you now how huge can he be if he's never won anything, Jay? Well, you gotta realize he's never played a superstar before either. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. That's no, why he, he never he, won anything. He's never he, played with, he, he never played, played with superstars before. He played with so, some good, he had some good guys in uh, no, up there in Boston. No, Come Not on true. now. He had Kyrie, he had Tatum. He had Jalen Brown, Hayward. They're not they're not superstars. These guys are not. They're all star players. He's never played with superstars. Where you have to have that to win the champion to win a championship. These guys are not all all, all NBA all defensive players. They're not. They're not that. So what I'm saying is he's not going to win with those guys. I feel that what El, what Elton was looking at was the fact that Horford plays really well in the playoffs. He's a big part of all these teams. Remember, he gave he gave um um Embiid fifth in the playoffs, and last year against the Bucks, he averaged eighteen a game. This they, is what he played well. I so think he's a great player for the playoffs. In my opinion, I would have rather have seen them sign a guy like Davis Bertans instead of him. I would have rather have seen them go out and sign Marcus Morris. I think both of them guys have been way better than what we're getting from Al Horford. In Bertans, we would have got the spacing that we needed. And, I'll be, and another thing about it, 
you really could have signed Davis Bertans and re-signed J.J. Redick. And you could have brought J.J. Redick off the bench. So you really, to me, you didn't need and – and you still could have signed a guy like Marcus Morris who would have brought that toughness that we needed. I just don't – I'm no, sorry, man. Well, I, I, don't well, agree, I, don't, I don't think – I don't agree that – I just don't agree that Al Horford has done a good job for it. I, I just don't, man. I think well, he, I think when Embiid's gone, what do you – okay, you got to realize Embiid missed a couple of games already. So what do you do when Embiid's out and then the playoffs come Who's going to step up? Like, I'm not really sold on these guys in the playoffs that you're talking about. Like, Well, you only need guys You only need guys to give you a good five to ten minutes a night in the playoffs anyway. And Norval Pell has shown that he can he can step in behind and beat and do okay. He, he's okay. Not a, they're not proven playoff players, though. They're not proven in the playoffs. So I, these all these guys you're saying that we could have added or we could have brought in or signed or whatever, they're not what you need in the playoffs. And, and, and remember, the game slows down a lot, too. And I think that's better for Horford's game is when the game is slowed down and in a playoff atmosphere, he's at his best. So I'm feeling that we're doing that for the playoff push. Because look at this, too. When we played against Toronto, for instance, look how bad that we looked as far as our bigs. We had nobody to combat Serge Ibaka and Casol when they played together. It was too much for us. It well, was too much. We, for we, that's because we signed Greg Monroe off the bench. I mean, off the, he was basically at the but that's, but that's, He was terrible. Yeah, you're right. But what I'm saying, we had nobody else. So it was just Embiid against these two guys, and we had no other big, no no other guy to combat that. Like, well, Tobias can't guard no Abaka or Casal. So it was just a mismatch all over the place. Well, he can it guard, was a bad matchup for us. He, it was a bad matchup for us. He did all right guarding Gasol because Garso, excuse me, Gasol's really not going to play in the post anyway. All he wanted to do is shoot threes in the playoffs. But the issue was is that we had Boban, and he was a terrible – he was terrible too. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. He but was see, terrible. My, my, he was terrible. But, but that's my that's my point. And here's the thing, too, that people are not looking at. He was we unplayable. In the playoffs, he was unplayable. But but that's the point. We had nobody else, though. We had the, no choice. We had to play, we had to play another big because they had Serge and Casola. We had to play another big in there. That's a mismatch for Tobias. You see what I'm saying? So And people don't understand. As we're talking about Milwaukee, we got to look at Toronto. They have bad matchup for us. So with Al Hoffer, he helps that out. I feel like we could beat them with, with, with Hoffer. Because on that matchup with Toronto, when they have that console and Ibaka, you know, tandem, we have troubles with that. We can't guard that without another big. We just can't. And the game slows down. And that's 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 the pace that's good for El Hofer. I'm going to get Toronto. El Hofer is going to be a big piece because he matches up well with Serge Ibaka and then Castal. So, you know, when Embiid's on the bench, we're okay. You know, so that's where I think it's going to help us out in the playoffs. That's what I'm looking for. But I could be wrong. We just have to wait and see. But well, I like him in that matchup in the playoffs. I don't know, man. You you did you you know you're doing a pretty good job so far. At least I don't know about anybody else out there, but you're doing a pretty good job of keeping me off the ledge. You make some good points here, and uh, you know I'm throwing this. I'm throwing the at you. You're doing a good job uh, without 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 you even coming off as being like. A homer, you know, you just. I think yeah, I'm not. Really, I think you. I think you're giving a good opinion here. I'm not even going. I'm not going front. I like what you're saying here, but I still don't like the uh, Al Horford fit as a starter. I'll say that. I think when we look at yeah, Toronto, when, yeah, I mean, yeah. when you look at no, the Toronto series, hold on. When you look at the Toronto series last year, the mistake was, um, 
or the issue was nobody could spell and, and B couldn't even get a rest when he went to the I mean as soon as he went to the yeah. bench, it was like they went on a run. It was crazy. So to me, uh Al Horford hopefully uh can do better than Monroe and Boban and whoever else we were trying to throw out there was saying nobody nobody was any good and the other guy I forgot the one guy. What was the one guy's name? He's escaping my name. The guy that was on the cell phone on the bench. Oh, uh, Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson. Yeah, Amir Johnson. These three guys aren't even in the league. At least two of them ain't. So that just shows you. I think, I, 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 once again, I'll say this. Uh, Elton Brand, I mean, he, he's got to hope that this works this year. I mean, because if it doesn't, I mean, to me, he's got to get all the blame. As much as people talk about it, to me, if, if Brett Brown leaves, to me, that's got to be a two-man ticket. You got to put Elton Brand on that ticket as well. Elton Brand really, in my opinion, didn't deserve to be the GM. They gave it to him. He had no experience. He was he was a GM of a minor league team. I feel that Brett Brown has had his hands on this roster construction as much as he has. We know that because he made the trade last year to get rid of uh, on draft night. He traded Michael Bridges yeah. uh, for Zaire Smith who still hasn't been able to find the floor and probably yeah. never will. Yeah, he's not. He's... So, I don't know, man. You know, there's a lot of issues with our with our front office and yeah. has been since they got since uh, they let go of Sam Hinkie. So, yeah. we'll, we'll so see. We, I mean, yeah, we're going to see. And that's the thing, too, is that we still have a lot of question marks and we're already – a lot of people's already, like, big jumping up the ledge already. And we still have – we still have to see. There's still question marks here. This team might be way better. This team might be suited for the playoffs. This might not be like a regular season type of team. You know, well, so I'll, I'll we, give you credit for that because I know that's something that Zach Lowe said a lot last year. I remember him saying a lot last year that yeah, this, he this believed like, that he thought this was he thought that the but he even said I remember him distinctly saying that he thought that the Bucks were going to be a better regular season team, but he thought that the Sixers would be the better playoff team. And as I sit here and look, I can honestly say I think the Sixers. Uh, will be tough for any team to get them in seven games. It's, they're going to be a tough out. I will say that. Now, let me yeah. – now, you know, we touched on it a little bit, but uh, what do you think about the actions of uh, Joel Embiid last night and, and I guess even yeah. continuing in today? What, what do you think about him uh, with the shush sign and the and the, uh, the shut up uh, – shut the bleep up that he offered to the uh, fan base? Any, any comment on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he – it was – it was poorly timed, and I feel his response didn't make sense to me. You know, he basically said he was doing it to himself. And I was like, why would you shush yourself, you know, after they're booed? I, I didn't get his – so he shouldn't have done that. You know, if he's, like, mad himself, there's other ways to do that. But it just looks like he was shushing the fans when you, we're at home. You're just egging them on to boo you even more. And when, when we, we don't need that because you've seen how we played on the road. So I don't want to have a road atmosphere at home. So I think he shouldn't have did that. It was poorly timed, and it was it, it was it was a bad look. But his but what he said was it wasn't about the fans. He wasn't doing that to boo the fans. So I don't. I mean, it was just weird that he made that comment. But that's what he said. So he's basically saying he wasn't shushing the shushing the fans. He shouldn't have did it though. He shouldn't have did it. He, he, he that was immature of him. You know. So yeah, it, it was bad. It was it was it looked bad. You know, and perception is always what people go by anyway. You know, so I didn't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, so I mean, we don't got much spend spend much spend much time there. I think that's kind of obviously that was a bad look for him, and yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, he doesn't lean into that. I hope that he, you know, I hope he don't want to go that way because, 
you know, at one, I think Joel Embiid is, you know, at one point was easily the most popular player in the city. Um, despite all, oh, you yeah. know, out of all the four uh, sports, I think he was even even over a guy like Carson Wentz. I think he was the most popular guy in town. So I yeah. hope that he doesn't want to. Uh, yeah, Elliot and stuff. Yeah, he don't. Yeah, he don't. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he tried to clean it up though, but you know, I, I feel like you know he, he, he did. But then, t- but then he comes it. out tonight and he talks about you know he, he wants to be the villain. So I, I don't think that makes any sense to me. That's yeah. I hope he's not going to take advice from a guy like Jimmy Butler. That just wouldn't make any sense to me. I mean, because Jimmy Butler is a guy that if you want to pattern yourself after anybody, why in the world would you pattern yourself after Jimmy Butler? That doesn't make any sense to me. Jimmy Butler is not a guy that you want to say, hey, let me model my career after him. A guy who's really worn out his welcome every place he's been. Is that what you want to do, Joel? Because to me, and I'll tell you another thing, if he thinks he wants to go to Miami with that attitude that he has now, Pat Riley ain't going for it. Because Pat Riley's not Joel, he's not Brett Brown, and he's not Elton Brand. He's not going to tolerate uh, a guy coming in there being fat and out of shape and, and, and you know, complaining to the media and on social media. He ain't going for that. You know, he's a guy that has firm control of his franchise. So be careful what you ask for, Mr. Joel, because if you go down there, you best know that Pat Riley ain't what you're used to. I can tell you that now. Yeah, he, he doesn't. I don't know if he wants to go there. He made another post. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but he said, made for this. If I if I could take it, then you can take you, you can too. Philly tough. All love. Hashtag. So he's trying to clean it up. But then Elton Brand, I don't know. I think this is kind of fake with the Elton Brand one. He said delete that. So I think he wanted to delete the other post. But um Ben Simmons is trying to clean it. I mean, not Ben Simmons, but Embiid trying to clean it up, it looks like. He said he's made for this. If, if I can take it, then you can too. Philly tough all off. So I, I like that comment. Where did you see this at? Um, It looks like another tweet that he made. It just it just came up. It's another tweet. I mean, I, I can show you it. Hold on. I'm show you it. I see him trending here. Let me Let me take a look at myself here. Let me see if I can find it here. Joel Embiid, uh, processing. Uh, okay, yeah, he just did this. I just yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see it. Made for this. If I, yeah, okay, I see it. Yeah, somebody must have said something. like got to him. Like, yeah, watch what you're doing here, man. Don't, don't, don't be a, don't be a knucklehead, Joel. Please, don't do that, man. Because Philadelphia's not the kind of city you want to turn against you. It's just not. Don't don't do it to yourself. You don't want to be that guy, man. Yeah, and um, to me, you know, if you're going to model yourself after anybody, model yourself after AI, not his game, but just the way he played and the way he he gave everything on the court, man. That's that's all Philly asked you to do. And the same thing, I would say the same thing to Ben. I mean, you know, Ben, you know, for you to say, you know, his unwillingness to shoot, just to go back to him right quick, you know, that's not playing every game like it's your last, which is a famous quote from AI, you know. I want to play every game like it's my last. You know, Ben's not doing that to me. You know what I mean? And I'm only saying that because he won't shoot the ball. I mean, ultimately, that's one of the key things that's hurting his team. As much as I like his all-around game, I would, you know, him not shooting is a problem. But we'll see. Yeah. With the, maybe the new additions can help out with the spacing. We'll we'll see what happens, man. No, we'll no, see. I agree. I think he he does. He does. I, I think he does need to shoot. I think it would be it would help out tremendously. But. You know, I feel like he's has a lot of success without shooting. Like his best, that stretch he had with his play of the week was really special. Like he looked really good. So, I mean, you know, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens. In the playoffs that we flame out, 
it's gonna be a lot's gonna be on him. It's gonna be, he's gonna be blamed a lot for it if he doesn't if that jump shot don't show out and we lose. So we're gonna see. Well, maybe he'll sh- maybe he'll show us something to play. Maybe he'll shoot that corner three. We'll see. Maybe he maybe that's when he's gonna break it out. We he might surprise everybody. Who knows, man? We never know with this guy. You know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. So uh, I, I would hope that he realizes when the playoffs start that it, that's the time to you know utilize your whole game. Hey, listen, let's jump into some All Star talk uh, here. Um, my first thing about this All Star thing, looking at it, obviously the notable snubs were uh, I think the big guy. Uh, probably Devin Booker out there. I thought that was a big-time snub. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, Zach Levine, probably a snub. Um, anybody else out there that you think I snubbed other than them two? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, do you think Devin Booker's an well, all-star? Uh, huh? Do you think Devin Booker's an all-star? Not exactly. Not, oh, not, not exactly. One. You got to explain this. One. I think. I think. Um. An, I think another. Well, no, because he's been losing, and I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not a fan of losing players getting this nod over people that's actually winning. And people are saying he. Should, I was like, whose spot he's going to take? And people keep saying like Chris Paul. I'm like, no, Chris Paul has helped that team win. They wouldn't. People look at them team. That team is being a lottery team. So I can't put him in there over somebody that's been winning and helping their team and doing well. So that's the only reason why he shouldn't be there. He's averaging good numbers, but his team is out of the, out of the playoff race right now. What about so Paul George? I can't really see him making it over somebody else. When I'm looking at these other guys that made it, that's actually winning games well, and then, having a great season. Well, then what about so Paul? I can't, I can't, who are you going to put him over? What about Paul George? Well, Paul George ain't really playing enough games. So remember, he's been out a long time. So I don't think he should have been made it either. He didn't make it, right? He didn't get picked. You know, yeah, I don't think he got picked. But he no, shouldn't Paul because, like didn't. I said, he hasn't played. He's He's been gone for a while. So, so he shouldn't have made it. But, you know, there are snubs like I'm thinking of now that should have made it, that didn't. That's kind of, you know, but I, Bradley, I just don't you got, see. You got I, Bradley Bill. You have Malcolm yeah. Brogdon. You got Spencer Dinwiddie. You got Jalen Brown, Zach Levine. Even Tobias Harris, some people think he had a good case yeah. to make it. I don't personally, I well, personally don't. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, those no, guys. no, I'm not picking guys on losing teams unless I don't have nobody to cut. Like for instance, Ingram. Ingram should have made it because there's the, the front, the front court don't have this many players. So who are you gonna who who would you put over Brandon Ingram? So that's the only reason why he should play. Because the front court is different than the – that's another people get confused with. They get confused with front – because a lot of people are saying that Jimmy Butler should start. No, it's a front court, back court thing. That's the only reason why, you know. So, I feel like Brandon Ingram is only there because there's no other guys you're going to put over him. Back court is different. It's a lot of guys that's in the back court that, I think that's you, I, really good. I, so, I think, you can't put them in. I think you can make an argument for putting Carl Anthony Towns over Brandon Ingram, my personal opinion. Carl Anthony well, Towns, hold on. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging twenty-seven points and ten rebounds, about two blocks a game. Come on, man, that's better than he's a better player than Brandon Ingram. We got to come on now. Come well, on, they, they both lose it, but you got to realize too that Ingram is having a great season too. He's averaging like twenty-six a game, and then you know he's also playing on a better team. Minnesota's lost like 17, 20 games in a row. 
So, I mean, it's tough. They both losing, but Carl Anthony Towns, not, and then not only that, he's missed a lot of games. He's been, he's been going for like a good 20-some games. He's missed a lot of games. He's also, you know, um, been losing a lot. He had a 16-17 game losing streak. So it's a lot of things going against him. You know, and that, that's why I think he didn't get picked. Because I think they looked at the games he's missed and the fact that he's lost 16 to 17 games in a row. You can't overlook that. So that's why I yeah, think, you know, would have. Yeah, that's, 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 that's debatable. Yeah, that's debatable. I think that well, yeah, but know, all, it's all, either... all, all, all things being equal, I'd rather have Carl Anthony Towns on my team probably than Brandon Ingram. That's just me. I think he's a better ball player. I would, too, if he played a little bit more games and he won, like, at least three more games at least. Then yeah, yes, we'll see, all them losses, and then the fact that I I, I don't know, and that's a tough one. It could be it could go either way, it can go either way. But at the same time, I'm looking at all them games he's missed. And I'm looking at all those games he's lost. Like they lost a lot more than a lot. I think they almost like they they really doing terrible. They are really like they free fall. So you know it's it's tough. It's tough, but. You know, well, but yeah, the other guys, I just, I they, they really had no shot because of the position they're playing. That's the reason. The well, that's the reason court. that they. That's the reason that Minnesota pulled the deal uh, to get rid of Andrew Wiggins, who's who's really been a disappointment to me. I know that. I know on our on our uh, on your debate page there that uh, he's yeah. got one big time fan over there, but to me, yeah. he has, I haven't heard him defend him lately either. So yeah, yeah, yeah. of course not, because he really can't. You, yeah, you, he, you, he, really, you really can't. Yeah, he, he has you know you know Timberwolves at sixteen and thirty five, Pelicans at twenty two and thirty one. That's without Zion Williamson. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I still probably would go with Carl Anthony over Brandon Ingram. Uh, I know there's a lot of people talking crazy, uh, saying that Ingram was better than uh, Ben Simmons, which is ridiculous to me. Yeah, that is. Uh, pretty- ben does so many more things than than Brandon Ingram. It's not even funny. I think that's like highly disrespectful to to say that uh, he's better than. Uh, uh, ben Simmons, they, you know, it's not incomparable. Uh, touch on Matisse Fiber before I let you go. What do you think about him not being in the Rising Stars? Do you have any opinion on it? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty bogus to me. I think he should have been in that because, you know, he's he's been a staple on the team. I really think that a lot of people is holding a lot against us because we're in sixth place. I think that's a lot of people are really that's the knock on us, and I think that's what. But he's been a big piece to the team, so he should have at least got that. This guy, matter of fact, I think Zion is there. He's only played like three games. So I'm like confused on this whole how they're picking these guys on these teams because you can, you're going to pick Zion over Thibault when he only played like three or four games at a time? That's not fair. So, yeah, I, I disagree with that whole thing, that selection yeah. process. Do you have any pick for the uh, dunk contest? We got Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard, Derek Jones Jr., and Pat. Yeah, Pat Cunnington from Milwaukee. Um, I'm going with uh, Derrick Jones. I've seen him do some some incredible stuff. So I'm I'm going with Derrick Jones. You know, this year I'm kind of I'm kind of upset that Zach Levine's not going to be in it, but I see why he's upset. He's disappointed. But I'm going with Derrick Jones Jr. I think he's going to win it. Yeah, he's highly athletic. Uh, very very yeah. athletic guy. I, I would like to have seen Zach Levine get in a dunk contest. Yeah, and this is Chicago, um, so it's like perfect. Yeah. It's, 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 it's in his hometown, so it would make a lot of sense. But I can see why he's disgruntled. But he shouldn't have made it either because he's in a backcourt, and his numbers don't really stand out like these other guys. So I don't know right. who he would make it over. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, so, you, you, I mean. You make a good point there. Uh, it looks like that uh, he will be in the three-point contest, though. So, yeah, okay. yeah. They said if he wins, he, that's like the first time it's ever happened, I guess. I guess win the three-point and a dunk contest. So, so the, you know, so he's he's definitely going to try to win it. Davis Bertan, Defonte Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Hield, Zach Levine, Damon Lillard, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young are your participants in a three-point competition. I think looking at that, I'm going to go with Buddy Hield. I'm going to go with Dame Lillard. Oh, man, I got to go with Dame Dollar. That's that's my people's. So I'm going with yeah. Dame. I'm, I'm, that, that's that's my man's. So I'm going with him. He can get hot quick. And, you know, <laughs> I, think they, I, think, I think they changed it, too. They put an extra rack or something. So they did something different. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. Yeah, said that's going to be a two-round event. Now, now we got the skills competition, skills challenge, rather. Bam Adebayo or Adebayo, excuse me, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Chris Middleton, DeMontis, or DeMontis, excuse me, Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Who do you got in that? Anybody? Um, I like the Siakam. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I like that whole thing with Siakam. Yeah, I'm not sure with that one, but I'm... Let me ask you this. Why isn't Ben Simmons in that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, if anybody I, should be in the skills contest, shouldn't that be Ben? Is it that should player? be, but at the same time, like, he's not really a, a popular guy because of the jump shot thing. People are really on his case about that. I think they I mean, don't yeah. think he's skillful because they just look at him as being athletic. You I know, they don't look They don't look at the skills piece. They feel like he's their jump shot is basically so bad that a lot of people hold it against him with everything else. Yeah, so I think he, they don't I think like he's to, skilled. They just think he's athletic. That's what a lot of people look at him as. I would like to have seen him him get in that comp. I would have liked to have seen that. I think it would have been interesting. But then again, you might be right. Yeah, they, ben, don't, knowing Ben, he probably turned it down because he knew he'd have to shoot the three and he didn't want to deal with that. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. You have, you have to show skills where, you know, you have to do certain things that doesn't involve athleticism. And they feel like he can't do nothing but dunk and dribble a little. So I don't I don't know if they I would but I, I agree with you but people don't see him as being skilled. They use that jump shot to define his whole game. You know. Well, oh, yeah. and, and 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 you're right and 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 it's kind of unfortunate that they do do that. Um I guess it's because he's so unwilling to shoot that he's kind of you know, I think as much as we say that people have made an issue out of it, I think that I still say if he wouldn't have put all them videos out that people wouldn't be as wouldn't have been as I mean, don't get me wrong. People are still going to get on him, no matter what. So I'm yeah. not going to act like nobody wasn't going to get on him. I'm not going to lie and say that. But I will say that he made it worse with those videos. I know from my perspective he did because if he wouldn't – listen, if he wouldn't have showed them videos, I know I wouldn't even have no expectation of him shooting. I would have had no expectation. But when you put out Instagram yeah. and YouTube and, and, and Twitter and all this nonsense and, you're, and, and that trainer is putting out everything, that's telling me you're, going, you, you're a different dude. Yeah. So, you know. To come out and only shoot two two threes, both of which went in and looked good. I just I don't understand it, man. I don't understand. Yeah, because it's not that he it's not that he can't shoot. He showed that he can't shoot. He won't shoot. Yeah, yeah. So that that to me, uh, I still that's why I say that goes back to coaching. Okay, so you know before I let you go, uh, today the Sixers are thirty three uh, and twenty one, fifty three games played. 27 games left. Uh, 
The Heat have lost three. They're 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 so the Sixers are a game behind them in terms in the win column. Three, four games back of the Celtics. Uh, six games and back of the Raptors. So who do you think they can catch? They can catch Miami. What are you doing on your end, man? I, you're, you're not. Are you on the mic, bro? I, I can hear you. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear you either. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Um, I think we're gonna catch Miami. I really feel like we're gonna catch Miami. Um, I, I, I like our chances now that our team is together and we're intact. So um, I'm confident with this with the squad now. I think we're gonna. Come out. I think we might even get third. I think we're gonna probably even go go all the way up to third. You so know, you but we're gonna have to play really well. Okay, All right, so we think. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that I think they got a chance to get third too, but they got to put a run together here, like ASAP. And yeah. Boston, by the way, has won. <laughs> they the Raptors have won fourteen in a row, and the Celtics have won seven in a row. It's like the Sixers are the only teams, at least since the beginning of the year. And maybe this goes back to your point uh, when they had everybody healthy. That's when they put a nice little winning streak together. So I guess yeah. you know when we think about it, I guess the injuries have have had a, a lot to do with it. Hopefully they can get these injuries together and everybody can go out here and play as a team. Hey, Jay, man, thanks thanks for coming on the podcast tonight, man. I appreciate you taking the time out. And, uh, hey, I'll catch you down the road, man. All right, man. Nice talking to you, man. We'll talk later. All right, man. All thanks. Right, All right. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Just On The Podcast tonight. Thanks again to my guest, Jay Frager. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and hopefully you'll come back again. Once again, as I always say, if you like the podcast, do me a favor. Help me to grow this thing. Share it with a friend. In the meantime, once again, I just want to say thank you. And I also want to spend a special shout out to uh, Elgin Bailey. Uh, he is the CEO of North 7th LLC. And he's the one that hooked up my, uh, my logo. Hope you guys like it. If you need any graphic work done or any graphic art work done, reach out to uh, Elgin Bailey on Twitter at Big L at Twitter. And you can also catch him on Facebook, Elgin Bailey. Again, that's North 7th LLC for all of your graphic arts need. Once again, thanks for listening to the Just Donnie podcast. Peace.